Thank you all for tuning in. The following is a presentation of Bald Spots Productions. Be sure to like, comment, and share. You know, subscribe, follow, whatever it is you've got to do to kick that algorithm into gear and help us reach more people. Yes, it is I, your humble host, Bill Hatch III, coming to you live from the Palatial Home Studios of Bald Spots Productions here in the beautiful city of Malden, Missouri. Joining me uh, from more than acceptable safe social distances are my guests for today, Anne Shoshana Dichter and Tom Palladino. How are you each doing? Great, thank you. And it's Dechter. I'm tired of the Dechter. Oh, I did it again. I want it to be Dechter. It sounds funnier. I know. <laughs> I tell everybody, it's like a deck of cards. Deck. Deck. Okay. Before you deck me. Well, the first question I ask everybody is, uh, um, what are you reading? Get us, get oh, us kicked off. Uh, and what are you reading? I'm reading a book on astrology. Okay. What's, uh, what's mm -hmm. a key takeaway that you're getting from that? Um, basically, I, I love it because it really helps uh, with understanding human nature and what we're... Okay. Uh, what each person has to fix in this lifetime. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of getting juiced by that. Okay. Okay. Tom, how about you? Who, what are you reading? Are you ready? I'm reading the notes okay. of Nikola Tesla, the great scientist okay. Nikola Tesla. That's my work. And I, I really immerse myself in that. So I know that's not a, a bedtime novel, but I, it, it really <laughs> intrigues me. Well, for some, it might be a bedtime novel. You and my novel. husband. <laughs> are we going on time travel anywhere? You're darn right. We're going to show you that today in the lab here. I love it. My husband Very cool. would love this. So, uh, have so him join what, in. So, what uh, what are some key things that you're finding in uh, in Nicola's uh, notes right now? Because I know you've read that before. Yeah, I have. Um, the the man was such a a genius. And to this day, we don't realize what he could abstract, what he could realize. He copied nature. That's why he's mm -hmm. so successful. If you're really a great inventor and, and you're working with the laws of nature, you have to copy the laws of nature. And the reason why he was so successful, he copied the laws of nature. I've developed a prototype that's, that's similar to what Tesla was using to the point that Tesla could illuminate a light bulb. And I have been able to demonstrate that I can illuminate light bulbs likewise. Why? Because I copy wow. nature. So if you're going to work with the immutable laws of nature, you have to copy nature. Sadly, we're not too many people today, too many scientists are not working along that avenue. You, you follow nature, you copy nature, and then you can expand upon that. Don't try and create a new universe. It doesn't work. That's my take. You know, it's funny you say that. Because when we talk about the laws of nature, I, I think this conversation is going to be amazing right from the start because I come from the spiritual side and you're coming from the more scientific, practical side. But one of the things we've been talking about a lot in my, in my circles and with my teachings is that people are always asking me, how do I create abundance? I said, you have to copy the laws of nature. Yeah. And they say, what do you mean? I say, if you want abundance, whether that's money, health, knowledge, abundance in any area of your life, then you have to speak our creator's language. And they go, what do you mean? I go, well, the creator's language is abundance. I live in Florida. So when I go outside and I see all the grass, infinite. The language of our creator is infinite. So That's I say, good. wow, look at all this grass. Look at all the trees. Look at all the blades of grass. It's infinite. So if I want abundance, infinite, I have to connect or speak the same language of my creator. Unfortunately, we limit ourselves. I yes. want $10. I want to heal from this sickness. I want, I want. And what we're doing is we're finite creatures, finite beings living in finite bodies. We're trying to connect to infinite source and abundance, but we're not making the connection. We're not copying the laws of nature. Uh-oh. Looks like we lost Tom. Hopefully he'll be oh, back boy. real quick. 
Maybe, maybe oh. I'm my top. My topic is just too way over. <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. But yeah, you know, you're you're right. We uh, we because we live in these uh, in these finite bodies, as you said. You know, we we tend to think finitely, if that's a, if that's a word, finitely, finitely. Yeah, infinitely. And I love finitely. when people talk about okay. mindfulness. Mm -hmm. Finitely. Finitely. And mm -hmm. I love when people tell me, oh, well, all this talk about mindfulness, think it and you will create it. No. Talk the same language of source, which is infinite abundance, and then you will create it. Then you will mm -hmm. manifest it. So all this talk of manifestation, all you have to do is think it and you will create it. No, we have to learn the language of abundance, the language of infinite ab abundance. No. Well, we also have to learn uh, the the language of the of the creators, the the limitations the creator puts on us, because he knows what's best for us, and so he's not Ooh, going to cool. give us, you know, he he's not going to give us snakes when we ask for bread, you know. And so uh, I have a, um, I have a story to uh, emphasize what you just said. Great story, great okay. point. So I was pregnant. I was 41, pregnant with my last child, and my body was just, I'm done. I'm about to give out. I can't do this anymore. So I asked a, a mentor in my life, I said, listen, I said, is it possible for me to ask my creator to have this baby come early? And she looked at me and she said something so wise. She said, yes, but give God the last word, the last, say, Yes, and however, because I had two dates that I was thinking about, and however, he should be born whenever you decide, when you decide. Mm -hmm. So there's that, that's the language. We talk in a finite way, but then we give the ultimate decision back right. to the creator. So, right. so, and he was born on one of the days I chose. <laughs> Funny. Wow. Welcome back, Tom. <laughs> You left us for a minute. Yeah, I was in another dimension. I'm back. Yeah. Okay. An in the a abundance different universe. dimension. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Did you find different laws in that uh, in that other dimension? No, I found the <laughs> internet connect disconnected on me. So that's the other universe I was in. Ah, okay. A universe without internet. Ooh, how scary. Yeah, yeah so, we uh, so we were having... If we would we were having an inter interesting conversation about finiteness and uh, or finiteness and uh, um, and uh, and abundance infiniteness. and uh, infiniteness. Yes, and uh, that uh, uh, that we shouldn't go around asking for snakes. Uh. <laughs> I agree with Anne. The universe is infinite, and mm -hmm. we have been programmed to think along these lines of of just scarcity. Scarcity is, you know, that's that, death. Kiss and it death. Really scarcity. Yeah. Any any economic model always deals with scarcity, and it's almost to the point that mm. they anticipate it. And that's oh, we did it again. And, and yeah, mine was doing it earlier. We have to overcome that notion of scarcity. That that really. So one of the things I was saying, Tom, and tell me what you think of. about this when you were off in different internet land, was that. Um, we were we were talking mm. okay now we've got the moment of silence i can still hear you go on okay let's uh let's keep going <laughs> yeah to to address that topic scarcity okay. that's okay. what holds back so mankind. one of the things so we were talking about how scarcity is a um the uh this whole concept of like mindfulness just think it and you'll create it so I, I have a little bit of a different understanding of that. I say, yeah, great, think it, but then connect with, with abundance. Don't, don't connect with your creator in terms of I'm requesting a finite request because I'm a finite being and that's how I think and I operate, but I'm leaving the opening to receive what you want me to have. So it's okay for us to request in a finite way because we're finite beating, beings, but we have to learn how to create that bridge between finite to infinite. And part of the ways of doing that is accepting 
a divine being, a divine creator. And I don't know where people stand on that. I, I obviously do. And I think that's part of the equation. And if you take that out of the equation, then we are definitely sitting in a scarcity consciousness. What are your thoughts on that? I agree. I agree. God is infinite. He created an infinite universe. I, he never wanted right, Bill, us to, to be limited. How do we handle uh, this? Yep. Uh, well, um, what it's doing right now is put, there he goes. So God is an infinite being and he created an infinite universe. Let's go ahead. So for us just to, to narrow it down to a finite construct. Mode mode. Yes. So if we have an infinite God and an infinite universe, hmm. then we should think along those terms. We should not limit God. If we limit God, then he cannot act. We're, we're, we're relegating God to a, to a position that he's he should not be placed in the universe is infinite god is infinite this is this really is my work i want to sh demonstrate that i'm working with the energy of the stars which is unlimited that didn't help okay this is this is not good now i've lost everybody okay i'm back and okay. Tom is gone <laughs> sorry to leave you alone like that I got my phone. It's all good. <laughs> oh, goodness. I was actually just checking if you sent an email or something. Oh, no. No, I was frantically hitting the refresh button. Thank God you can edit this. Yep. Actually, thankfully, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the editing gets from like silent moments gets done automatically. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I'll be able to edit out like this little conversation too. So, yeah, and edit the two together and fun stuff like that. <laughs> it's all good. It's all part of it life. Is. I always say that that when these things happen, it's because we're about to reveal a lot of light. And uh, yeah. Mr. Murphy doesn't want to let it out there. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the closer we get to the truth, the uh, the farther away the dark side wants us to be. Correct. And, uh, Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've noticed that uh, um, that the closer people get to doing the right thing, then the harder it gets. It's like uh, it's like this this nice little bell curve of uh, or not bell curve, but uh, logarithmic log curve, logarithmic curve. Uh, that uh, the closer you get to the right then the, uh, the, the harder it gets, just infinitely harder. But, yeah. uh, um, so that's why we got to do but our that's best. That's the beauty of the human, the beauty of the human spirit. When we speak truth, yes. nothing can knock us down. That is correct. But, uh, and Tom's back. <laughs> oh, this is going to be the, the fun show to, to get out. <laughs> I've, I've been time traveling. I'm back. Yes, but are you back? <laughs> oh goodness, maybe that's why we're having trouble. You're uh, you're time traveling and and changing things in the past, and now the uh, now the present is uh, is all cattywampus. <laughs> I think there's merit to that. We, we our prayers can change the laws of nature. You can't yes. subdue the laws of nature with prayer. Yes. That is uh, that is the truth right there, and uh, yeah, um, yeah. Prayer is an interesting thing. Um, we talk about uh, we talk about abundance and uh, um, and our our limiting thoughts, our self limiting thoughts, and um, you know when we when we pray, we shouldn't be limiting. Um, you know, we shouldn't be trying to limit God. Um, I mean, He can do whatever He wants, whenever He wants. Um, but uh, however he wants, but uh, uh, but we we put these limits on uh, on what we ask for, um, you know. And uh, if you do not ask, you do not get. And uh, um, you know, the Bible says that uh, you know. And I mentioned it earlier. If uh, um, if we ask for bread, God won't give us snakes. But uh, um, but you know, we shouldn't be asking for snakes either. You know, so uh, this um, is the realm of consciousness. That's what we're yes. we're speaking about. We there is consciousness in the universe, whether it's prayer, your a study of a math book, whether mm -hmm. it's and uh, energy instruments. Consciousness pervades the universe. That's the instructions. That's the 
Akashic record, what some people refer to. I refer to it mm. as the Holy Spirit. And yeah. that's what governs the universe. That's the overarching principle. Well, then one hopes that the consciousness that people have is a consciousness of creating for good. Yes. yes. And that's what we have to instill. Because not everybody, as you well know, Anne, has that proclivity. Yeah, for sure. And we're seeing it in, uh, in action today. Like the curtain is completely being pulled back. And uh, the difference between good and evil is on full view for the whole world to see. Yes, it is. Yeah, you can't yeah. hide anymore. No, there's no hiding. There's no. It's out there, and so that I think what I'm what I'm uh, what I'm seeing is that uh, we have to take a stand, and this is, seems yes. to be the message that is uh, pervading everything that I'm doing, my writings, my teachings, everything right now. Good. And people are afraid. They're, it's not that people are confused. People are afraid. Um, they're afraid to take a stand. They're and it's just. You know, we got to go back to the laws of nature. We got to go back to the basics, and yeah. and you know, don't kill, don't steal, don't covet, do good, be good, uh, live by a, a a moral code that empowers as opposed to destroys. It's all pretty simple, but then yeah. we have a big problem. We have our desire to receive for the self alone. We have Murphy. We have the bad guy. We have whatever you want to call it the negative force in the universe that just wants to do everything in its power to keep us from revealing light, keep us from doing good. And then it becomes this real big inner battle, this big challenge, like, cause all day long, you know, if you think of it inside, it's like all day long, you're fighting this battle, you know, a situation, an opportunity, a challenge arises and you have to like stop and ask yourself, how am I going to think, act, do, is it going to create good? Is it going to create bad? I'm sorry, I'm being very simplistic, but you understand what I'm trying to say. It's not that simplistic, no. but you, you get what I'm saying. Am I going to do it's good real. or am I going to do bad? And all day long, right. you have to be asking yourself that question. If you're going to raise your voice and scream at your kids, is it going to create good? Is it going to create bad? So consciousness-wise, not all are we, are we living in the present. We have to look at the consequences of our actions into the near future. And, and that's like, like living in two realities at the same time. I'm living in the present. I'm living in the future. So I find like, you know, we, we, it, it's fast. It's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So this is one of the things I, I work really hard on training is, is, first of all, you ask yourself, what do I want to be? Do I want to be a source of light in the world? And if I do, it's a big okay. responsibility. Okay. It's a responsibility to be a teacher. We are the teacher of the world. I don't know how I got off on this topic. I'm sorry, but that's sorry. okay. It's just, I agree. We have agree. to be the teachers of the world. Mm -hmm. And when we take that stand, it's like, we can't live, you know, you've, you've been on a seesaw before, right? So if you're in the middle of the seesaw, you, seesaw, you, you don't have to do anything. You just balance there right. or sit on the fence, but none of us can sit on the fence anymore. We have to take a, we have to take a stand. Yeah. We're either here, we're there and it's a continuum. It's not a hundred percent one way it's not a 10 degrees 100 degrees 90 degrees we are continually growing and moving and transforming in this consciousness of doing good and being good and it's hard because we've got the bad guy going against us we have society the universe going against us we have our friends our role models most people inculcated from birth have they've not had cheer, cheerleaders in their life they've not had people telling them you're wonderful you're great you're amazing pick yourself up after you fall you've got this you've got this most of us are like you're bad how, how why do you why did you do this how do you think you could be a force of good in the world putting us down putting us down so we walk around with this big um imposter syndrome. Do you love that term? Mm -hmm. I don't know. For some reason, it just sticks in my head. <laughs> You've got this imposter syndrome. You think you're great, but you're really nothing. But no, we all have greatness. Mm -hmm. We are all put on this earth to do a particular mission. And I don't care what the biggest fallacy is, is that mission has to be something grand and big. Right. I'm here to save the world. No, you're here. I, you could be here to be a mom. You can be here to, 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 to take weeds out of the garden. You could be here to be a teller in a store. You could be a doctor. You could be a lawyer. You can be whatever. Doctor, lawyer, Indian it's a big, chief. 
So it's a fallacy and it's a limiting conversation that I have to be something grand or do something grand. I have to have a million followers on TikTok. No. Right. Each one reach one. Exactly. Because if not, if I don't do my job and if you don't, and if you don't, the tapestry, the fabric of the world falls apart. You're right. And that, Good and that means we have to take responsibility and stand up and say, I'm great. I have a job to do, whatever that job is. And if you don't know what the minutia is, if you don't know what the small part of that job is, like most people think it has to be, I have to be a doctor. I have to be a lawyer. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't know what I wanted to be until I was 50. But the one thing I did have was the consciousness, the understanding, if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. Keep striving, keep growing, and keep doing good and being good. Make good choices. And if you fall down, stand everything... up again. Right. And I can quote you all sources from the Torah, the Bible, the Kabbalah, blah, blah, blah. I can, okay, whatever. But it's universal. Mm -hmm. it, it's common sense to the whole world. So let's stand up, pull on our big girl or big boy panties. And let's get the job done. Sorry, frustrated. <laughs> That's all right. Here to uh, to work out Did some you like, things. That was my rant. Well, good for you, Anne. Good for you. And it, it starts. It starts. It starts here. It starts with the mm -hmm. individual. It starts with your family. And if you you want to change the world, change yourself. Change your family. Yeah. Work on yourself. And uh, I, I try and do that every day with myself and my wife and my immediate surroundings. You know, well, that's, that's the impact that I have on the world. I agree with you. And we all have to have a responsibility. It's called morality. A lot of people no. don't like to hear that. It's called oh, morality. No. They don't like it because then they go to, well, which morality are you talking about? Because in the name of religion, millions mm -hmm. of people have been slaughtered. I, I like, why right. are we bringing religion into the picture? We're talking about yes. universal. Well, even uh, even Jesus was against uh, was against rel religion or re religiosity. I guess would be uh, would be more the term that I've used um, to describe it. The uh, um, you know the the established uh, religion, the establishment in Jesus's time was uh, was run by the Pharisees, and they had become so locked into these strict traditions that uh, um, that they couldn't even speak the words of the people who needed them the most. You know, they couldn't even say, oh, she's a prostitute and needs to be saved or uh, or or he's a uh, he's a tax collector and uh, and needs to be saved. They couldn't even speak those words because they were so stuck in their uh, in their traditions. And uh, um you know, if we're to help people, we need to be able to speak their language, and uh, at the very least, and to to understand what they're going through, what they're doing, what's happening to them. You know, the the addict, the 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 the, the human, you know, the slave. Um, you know, which is which is much more uh, prominent a, a problem than most people want to admit today. Um, you know, and. Uh, um, you know, and, and we need to uh, we need to be able to speak to their pain and, uh, um, you know, and, and not get stuck in our goodness. So oh, I'm too good. You know, I can't hang out with those gang members because they uh, they're bad people. Well, yeah, they're bad people because they need they need saving. They need to be spoken to in in an honest way in their language. That uh, um, that uh, that that they can understand and go. Oh, I'm not on the right path. I, I'm wondering if you. Hmm. I wonder if you guys have ever experienced this. When um, you know, one of the things is is when you we, we talk about. I talk a lot about what is your brand. If someone was going to describe you, in five words or less, how would they describe you? So one of the things they always say about me is that she's like honest to a fault, that you can always trust, you can always depend on Anne to tell you the way it is. So I, I always thought about that because there's a price I pay for that. Most people, 
if they're not ready to hear, <laughs> they want to run for the hills. Right. It's like, oh, oh, here she comes, you know, shit disturber, you know. It's like she's going to stir the pot because she's going to say it the way it is. So it's it's not a lot of people have a hard time with standing and speaking truth because then there's what if this person doesn't agree with me? What if this person like is is going to, you know, doesn't want to hear it? What there, people get so intimidated by others who speak truth. And I'm just wondering if that's, that's just been my experience. I'm wondering if it's something that you've ever For experienced. For me, um, I'd say yes on, on both sides of the equation. Yes. Where, uh, where I've both been, uh, been like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to tell the truth. I don't want to disturb, you know, what's going on because of the possibility of rejection or, or, uh, or, you know, or whatever, um, you know, whatever silly thing it happens to be. Cause, uh, you know, there's, there's a, there's a little voice inside that says, no, no, we don't want to get rejected and, uh, um, or told no. And, uh, um. You know, and also been on the side where it's like, I don't want to be told, you know, that what I'm doing is wrong. And, uh, um, you know, I've gotten it in my head. This is what I need to do right. and uh, to uh, to make my way in life. And uh, I've definitely experienced uh, experienced that. How about you, Tom? You know, I look at the world today and when you work, you can see the news in a flash, so to speak. What? What used to be a local problem 100 years ago now has become a global problem. And there, there's a fallacy to think that you can solve the world's problems. You can't. You can solve your problems. You can make your community a better place. I think a lot of people are, are living vicariously, and, and they're saying to themselves, well, there's there's destruction around the world. There is. But I, I'll speak for myself. I can't address that. So I I firmly believe that we should concentrate on ourselves and our family, our community. And if every community does that, it will be a better role. What One thing that the media has done today, it's shown us the good and the evil in the world. Well, and then it becomes magnified in your mind. Don't go down that road. I realize there's a great deal of evil around the world, but make your, make your home, make yourself a living paradise. Make your home a, a living heaven. You can't change the world, but you can change yourself, your family, and your local community. I, I, I see too much in the world we're taking on this burden of, of trying to correct a global situation. You can't. You can only address this one person at a time, one family, one community. I think that's the big fallacy today. Yeah. One of the um, big yes, fallacies it, today. It speaks to it speaks to what Anne said so about like, uh, it, it, you know we don't have to all do something great. We just have to. You know to do something um you know and uh, uh what you're saying reminds me of uh, yes. of the great commission where uh, where jesus says to take the message to jerusalem which was home then samaria which is the area just beyond that and you know to the, then to the world mm. he doesn't say go to the world and and change it he says change your home mm. first yeah you Bravo. Know, I, said, I like that. And also to support that, our forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right. Abraham didn't get the job done all in one shot. It required Abra Isaac, it required Jacob, and then Joseph, and on and on. For It's each right. one of us is a link in the chain. Mm -hmm. Each one of us has our part to do. Mm -hmm. And so rather than thinking we are the chain, the whole chain, mm -hmm. and that can become very demoralizing and burdensome and, oh, my God, and overwhelming. So rather than that, I'm a chain. I'm a link, in, excuse me, I'm a link in the chain. And do I want to be the one that breaks the chain? And that's, that's I think, you know, breaking it down to small pieces. You know, it's funny because my son happens to be right now in Israel. He's learning. And I also happened mm. to be in Israel when the war broke out. Oh. I went to visit. And um, and that's a whole story in and of itself, sure. trying to get back home. And, um, and my husband was here. And the, the two people he loves the most in the world were in Israel. And he wanted us to come home. And my son refused to come home. 
really? my, my son said, no, I have a job to do here. And he said, I don't want to not do that job. I need to take responsibility for that job. I was blown by wow. his, I mean, he's 19 years old. I, I like, what? <laughs> you know, and he's there on a learning program. And the minute this all went down, the school had them going into action, making food for the soldiers, making, doing whatever needed to be done. They went into action and my son felt like he was part of something bigger, part of something greater. And he said, I am not leaving that to come home. And I thought to myself, what a gift this child has to know that feeling of being part of something bigger than himself. And I said, okay, stay. <laughs> of course, I had to convince my husband on the other side of the world. And he was going, he can stay, but you better come home. <laughs> okay, but it's going to take me a while to find out how to get there. It took me wow. about two and a half to three weeks to get home. But not, not once did I feel afraid. What I felt was awe-inspired at the unity, at the courage, at the commitment for each person doing their part. One person went and stocked shelves in the grocery stores yeah. because they had no one to stock shelves. One person went and made food and sandwiches. The other person drove to deliver. The other person, then they all went out into the fields and picked fruits yeah. and vegetables that were going to die. Right? Everyone did their part of the greater whole. And I, I just... It just, you know, so ever since I've been back, I kind of feel I've been on a mission to, to, to share with people how beautiful it is when you are part of something greater, part of the consciousness. I love that word, Tom. Thank you. It's also my husband's favorite word. The consciousness of doing whatever you can to heal the world. That's our mission. Simple. Why, why, do, we make it, why do we make it crazier than it is? Yeah, for sure. Well, your son definitely got uh, got his gift from somewhere. So, uh, uh, <laughs> give yourself the pat on the back and uh, and move forward. Um, but yeah, and and we can all do that. I mean, you know, it's like uh, uh, you know, there there are plenty of people yes. in this world who are starving next door. You know, there are plenty of people. Uh, I live in a little community uh, that uh, uh, that that works together pretty well. Um, in fact, uh, the other day I, I needed some eggs. And so I went next door to the neighbor with the chickens and she's like, Oh, here, have some eggs. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, and, and those kinds of things. And, uh, um, you know, if it's, if it's donate next week, I'm scheduled to donate at the red cross. And, uh, if it's that, uh, I mean, how easy is that? You get to bleed into a bag, um, you know, or, uh, um, you know, or you go to the local food uh, food bank and, and, like you said, make sandwiches. Um, it doesn't have to be some grand and glorious thing that they build a statue for you. Um, you know, in fact, it probably shouldn't be that. Um, you know, not uh, not everybody has such a uh, such a gift. Not everybody's called to do such a thing. Most people are called to do something quiet, something uh, something manageable. Because we're all, and we're not going to be judged on whether or not we have a statue built to ourselves. We're going to be judged on whether or not we did the right thing and did the, made the most of our particular gifts. Um, you know, so, uh, so yeah. Correct. You know, the funniest thing was, is, is my, my whole, you know, my, the people, my clients, everyone, they've been asking me, what do I do to be happy right now? What can I do to be happy? I'm stressed. I'm anxious. I don't sleep. What can I do to be happy? I said, rule number one, be a loving, caring, sharing creator. That's it. Yeah. Go out and do something good for the world. Go volunteer. I'm depressed. I can't get out of bed. Go volunteer. And then the answers will come. Yeah. In the space of giving. 
It also it also creates joy. It also creates a sense of satisfaction to do someone do something for something else. One of our one of our uh, our Hebrew sages says that you can't have a positive and a negative thought in your no. head at the same time. You right. cannot be happy and sad at the same time. You cannot be selfish and giving at the same time. So choose the thought. Choose no. the action. Yeah. Um yeah, we were talking the other day, uh, uh, my father and I, and uh, um, and uh, what was it? Uh, um, we were talking about uh, being content in uh, in all things. Uh, you know, Paul uh, Paul gave us uh, gave us you know that, and uh, and I said yes, we must be content, but uh, but we must also strive for for more um, to be uh, uh, to be better than we are today, to to improve mm -hmm. to run that race and uh um you know that uh hmm. do you know where that drive comes from to improve mm -hmm. because god is a creator we are the children of our god of of our creator mm -hmm. so we need to create yeah. that's the way we mm -hmm. can emulate as finite creatures we can emulate an infinite character trait creation okay. so whenever you are feeling down out of sorts you don't know what to do emulate no. your creator go create go do something clean out your garage clean out your drawers clean your kitchen go volunteer take on another work project but of course Make sure that the beneficiary, the beneficiaries yeah. of this work, will benefit in a good way. It's a two-pronged attack. It can't be just for me. It's a, it's for me and the world. Yeah. How can I take so I can share? How can I take a salary so I can share it in terms of volunteering, right. giving? How I want a new car. Great. What are you going to use to? Sh how are you going to share? Are you going to go take older people to go to their doctor's appointments with that car? Are you going to? How I take so I can share. When you stay in that circuitry, in that consciousness. Sorry, Tom. Oh. Go back to that word. I love it. When you stay in that consciousness, you're happy. Keep going. You're happy. Thank you. You're absolutely oh, right, God. and that's why you don't have to travel halfway around the world to change the world. I. I, I have an incredible impact on my wife, my family, the people I work with in business. And I, I've created a heaven locally. No, I, I, I can't have that impact in Asia or Europe. I live in North America. But locally, I have that impact. If everybody had that impact, it'd be a different world. If everybody did one good deed a day, there's 8 billion people, it would be an entirely different world. You know, Tom, you don't know the far-reaching effects of your of your sharing. Yeah, you're right. I, I have so many stories of people. He disappeared, but we'll continue. I have so many stories of people calling me years later. You don't remember, but you said one sentence to me 10 years ago that changed my life. So you don't know what the far-reaching impacts of your local efforts create. What you do is you're planting seeds. Yes. And not only you're planting seeds, but also for your children, because then you become, again, a teacher, a role model. Your teachers, your teacher, your kids see what you do, that you're, you're putting your, your money where your mouth is. You're not just spewing. You're actually living what you're preaching. And that plants seeds for generations and generations and generations to come. And we don't think that way. We live in a world where everyone says to us, you got to live in the moment. You got to live in the moment. Yes. And I love that word. And yes. And you've got to think about your consequences, the consequences of your actions for the future. Live in the moment. And think about the consequences of your actions for the future. Not easy being a good human being, huh? Not easy. It's not simple. Because our, our normal... But it's pretty easy. You just Our normal right inclination is just to... <laughs> yeah, but we have, we have this bad guy that wants to yeah. stop us. 
you guys call it Murphy, the devil, whatever you want to call it, right? Wants to stop us, block us at every time we do something that's going to reveal light. So anytime you want to do something good, I'm too tired. I want to get up in the morning for my walk. Oh, I can't, but it's good for your body. And if your body's healthy, then you have more energy to go out there and help the world. I'm tired. I can't get up. Pull the covers over your head. Every time we want to do something good, it's raining. I don't like to drive in the rain. We have to fight that. That's part of our mission too, is to fight that. Yeah. Every second. Yep. Yep. That's for sure. Um, you know, mentioned, uh, you know, you mentioned about, uh, about people, uh, feeling, uh, feeling down, feeling sad. I mean, I struggle with, uh, with major depression. I'm, uh, I'm well medicated. Um, but, uh, um, but I still have to be the one to get out of bed in the morning. I know it's hard, but, mm. uh, um, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. uh, um, I have to do it. You know, you have to do it. And, uh, I- um. I bet if you didn't have this bill, if you didn't have this platform to create, it's an incredible platform, right? To create an opportunity for people to share, bring people together, bring two opposing uh, consciousnesses together, create something new. If you didn't have that mission, I, I don't think, you know, that's a key part of your, your prescription for getting out of bed in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, this morning it was definitely uh, hard. The floor is cold and because in Missouri, we're actually getting toward a real winter. Unlike uh, unlike when I was in California, when it was like, okay, darn, I have to wear long sleeves. (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's it's 56 degrees outside right now. And I don't remember the last time in California that it actually got that cold. Uh, But uh, um, well, I'm actually and, uh, from Montreal, so so I got you all covered with the winter yeah, stories. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, the floor's cold, and I don't want to get out of bed. I, I want to stay where it's warm and cozy. But uh, yeah, but, so know, what are you going like, to do? Things have you have to a get conversation done. in your head. Mm-hmm. But do you have a conversation in your head? Do you, yeah. do you actually like? It's like I love the two little. The red devil on the left shoulder, the white angel, like on the Flintstones. I know we're aging ourselves, right? But like, (laughs) you know, they duke it out. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And, uh, um, you know, but, uh, um, yeah, knowing that uh, that something good is going to come of doing things like this show, you know, it's like, I got to get up. I got to do it. Um, You know, and... uh, um, you know, I've Anne and Anne and Tom are uh, are depending on me to uh, to come and give them a platform to talk about their stuff. You know, so and make the world a better place. Isn't it amazing how we rely upon one another? How it's so mm-hmm. important that we work together as a team. We yes. have yeah. to rely upon one another. Nobody's a nobody's an island. Right. It doesn't work that way. Right. Yeah. It's Which the is ex- ego that makes us think that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I, I was gonna, just going to say that's exactly uh, the the purpose of uh, my leadership uh, course that I'm working on. Um, you know, uh, my my big plan next year is to have a leadership mastermind and uh, um, and teach people the method of leadership that uh, um, that I'm working on. And uh, um, you know, the the way I'll make money. <laughs> but uh, um, you know, because got to earn a living. And, uh, um, you know, is, is that, is that no person is an island or no person should be an island. And, uh, and we're all here to support each other, whether that's the, whether that's the coworker or the manager or, you know, or the community at large. And, uh, um, you know, so, uh, so yeah, I, I totally agree with that, Tom. We are, it's, it's like I mentioned before, it's a, it's a quilt. It's a piece of fabric. Mm-hmm. Each part of us is, is part of the weave. And here, here's the thing. If I don't do my part, then somebody else has to pick up my slack. Correct. Correct. Good for you. I, I mentioned that to so many people. Everybody's job's important. If you neglect your job, now, now our efficiency is cut in half. Now we have to yep. put somebody on your job. If people right. realize that, I live 
to be to brag, I live in Florida. I live in a very well organized town and neighborhood, and everybody seems to do their part. We don't have. I live in Bradenton, Florida. This is not a chaotic town. In other words, people they get along and they participate, and everybody functions. This this is not. This is paradise down here. Everywhere in the world could be like my neighborhood. Well, could... we also have Ron DeSantis, so. <laughs> well, that's the. Well, I'm speaking about my local community, and and it's just it's ideal here. It's ideal. Yeah, yeah, you know I've got a I've got a great community here too. Um, my uh, my neighbors have been most uh, most kind and welcoming, and uh, to uh, to us newcomers from. Uh, from California, um, you know, we have a we have a strange accent to them, <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's all about uh, yeah, it's all about you know, make your you know, get your home in order, and uh, and then start work uh, in your community. You know, and that implies that you you connect with like minded people. I I, I, I you know, you have to do your housekeeping, and yeah. I say to people, it's not easy. There are certain people in your life that you're going to have to say bye bye to, yes. the naysayers, the doomsday, the doomsdayers, the uh, the conspiracy theorists, the <laughs> all of it. If it's negative and bringing you down, you gotta put a fence. You gotta put up like you gotta put up a fence. You gotta guard you, which is the holy temple of God. You cannot let anything negative come into you. And how does it enter you? Through your eyes, through your ears, through your mouth. You got you got to take that responsibility. That's what a teacher does. Mm -hmm. You're not watching violence and craziness and that affects right. your soul. You're not listening to people speak bad about others and you're not you're not talking bad about others. You're talking words of empowerment and encouragement. You're talking words of God. You're not you're not talking crap right and yep. a lot of people like again i go back to the take a stand what's your brand what do you stand for yeah. and and it's work we live in a world of i don't want to work well it is work yeah. and i'm not saying to cut these people out of your life what i'm saying is to just put up a boundary to put up a mm -hmm. fence with the notice when you are ready to take yourself on when you are ready to do some self-reflection and change the negative character traits, then I'm there for you and the gate will open. But until that time, I have to protect myself and mine. We need, uh, we need that positivity and, uh, um, you know, and, uh, there are definitely ways to, to, uh, to get it. it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a, you it's have to a guard positivity. it with your life. Positivity is a is a precious egg that uh, um, you know we must protect and nurture um, and hatch it into something wonderful. You know, and if we let the negativity in, then that's not you know that's not uh, nurturing to uh, to that positivity for sure. Like, what do people think nurturing, like taking care of yourself, is? Mm -hmm. Going to the gym, great. We got to take, you know, our body's a holy temple. We got houses a soul. We got to take care of ourselves. Yes. Uh, does that mean going out for lunches and dinners? Does that mean going for massages? Does that mean, you know, whatever? What does it mean? We got to take care of the body and we got to take care of the soul. It's no. called a balance. Oh, no. sorry. Being attacked by my puppy. Oh. Uh, <laughs> we got to, we got to, you see her? Look at her. Just, uh, just so barely. <laughs> Here she is. <laughs> so there's oh, some positivity me, you want to come he's your baby he's your baby he's your baby, he's your baby. <laughs> oh, baby. Yep. so you know what what do we do it's work yeah. and it's a process and it's one day at a time well you we get some things that make it a little a uh, little easier um you know having uh, having things like pets um, you know, they can be a, a little bundle of positivity. Um, I know, uh, I know our dogs, uh, are, um, I, I live with my cousin and, uh, and he's got two dogs and they're just bundles of, of positivity. Um, 
But uh, but there are other things that we can do. One thing I've taught people in the past to do is, uh, and obviously had to learn it at some point in the past, is to write a gratitude list in the morning. Um, you know, oh, when I you're having gratitude. trouble, uh, yeah, when you're when you're having trouble getting out from under those warm covers uh, in the morning, um, you know, write down uh, write down ten things you're grateful for, and uh, you know that can be the same th exact thing that you were grateful for yesterday and the day before, but you got to write it down and uh, um, you know and keep it in a little notebook so you can uh, so you can remember, uh, you know, you can look back and say, oh, I remember being grateful for that. And uh, and re uh, reinvigorating yourself. You ever uh, you ever done anything like that? Part part of the Hebrew tradition yes. is to actually say a prayer every morning called Mode Ani, which is basically you we wake up your eyes and the first thing you do is thank God for giving me another day, another yep. day to fight the good fight. Right. Every day, that's how we wake up. Yeah. Every day. Good for you. That's the best way to start today. It is. And that's, um, you know, it, there, there is a, the, the point is, is there is a step-by-step -step system on how to live a life of joy and fulfillment. And it has nothing to do with religion. And it has to do with following the universal laws. And when you do that, it's very simple. We fight it. You know, it's like that song, don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to say. But guys. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking about a system that has persevered for 6,000 years. What, what, what are we talking? Why, why are you fighting it? Why are you fighting so hard? I hate reinviting, reinventing the wheel. That's like my yeah. pet peeve. <laughs> I, you know, and even when you think about writing a patent, most patents are based on something that has been successful before. And all you do is adding another layer to it, adding another level to it. That's yeah. a, a successful patent. What, what, why do we have to reinvent the wheel? Waking up with gratitude every morning is part of the success formula. So why are you fighting it? Why are you trying to reinvent something that is successful and works? I don't understand that. But then again, it's taken me a long time to fight that success formula because, because I also fought it for many, many, many years myself. Many years. I said, no, I'm going to do it my way. Don't tell me what to do. Well, it's a learning curve, right? Everybody's learned. I keep it simple and I learn from my mistakes and I learn from others. And Unfortunately, it served, me, it served me well. We have to learn from our mistakes, right? Absolutely. It's, it's yucky sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. Like, why can't I just learn an easy way? Why does it always have to be so hard? Yeah. Well, Tom, I would think that would be a part oh, of uh, a part of your normal process would be to uh, would be to learn from mistakes and make corrections and accept that you're not perfect and uh, and all. Um, what uh, you know? How, how does that work into uh, into what you do? As a scientist, I always have one or two goals a day. And I try and achieve those goals. And I'm always looking at new ways to apply science. Now, not every day is a successful day, but it's a learning day. Even if I fail, I learned what not to do. That's right. I, I learned I learned what not to do. So you every day is a success. And by golly, I don't spend hours a day playing video games or wasting my time on TV shows or or, or silly as social media posts. There's no time for that. So if, no. if I can concentrate on God, family, and self, I, 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 can, I can make a lot of progress. Very balanced. God, family, self. You hit, you hit all three. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like, uh, I, sounds uh, like uh, the military. Sounds like uh, the Marines. You know, uh, core God and country. I uh, came to that lesson only after uh, my father came to visit me when I was 26 and he dropped dead in my house. And I had wow. to ship his body back to my mom and break the news to her. And um, in that moment, I realized everything we've been talking about. Didn't know how to manifest it yet. I was very young. 
but I realized that there is a purpose to my life and I better learn how to make, how to have a good life, how to create a good life, right? Using what we've been talking about. I better learn. And it's, it's, you know, living in a world where we want everything now, easy access with the internet, pills, uh, drugs. Um, I, I was just at a lecture the other night and this lady was sharing how like scrolling, scrolling through the internet increases the dopamine, um, the release of dopamine in the brain. So it becomes a very uh, addictive uh, activity, especially for our teenagers. And, and it's like they get, they get immediate gratification, immediate, an immediate high. I thought to myself, wow, I said, I, I, I've been trying for a while and I, I'm, I realize this is a work. It's a practice. Like going to the gym and building your muscles doesn't happen overnight and losing weight doesn't happen overnight and, and, and learning a new language doesn't happen overnight. And, and I said, okay, I better, I better just submit joyfully to that realization and get to work. Now, how do we teach people that when they are just so consumed with immediate gratification? Yeah. I mean, it has to be treated as a, like an addiction, like, uh, like any other addiction. Um, mm. you know, uh, you, uh, you get the immediate dopamine gratification from, uh, from scrolling through the internet, from getting likes on your, uh, on your posts and, and, uh, and whatnot. And, uh, um, you know, it's the same, uh, it, it's essentially the same thing that, you know, an alcoholic gets when they take a drink or, uh, um, you know, a heroin addict gets when they, uh, when they shoot up. Um, you know, they, uh, they, they get this immediate gratification, this, this great feeling thing that they have to keep chasing. And, uh, mm. you know, we have to treat it the same way that we treat that people have to realize there's a problem with it because they're not living, they're not living life. Um, they're, they're living this artificial life and, uh, um, you know, so the first thing they, the first thing we have to wait for is for them to realize that there's a problem. And because uh, you can't you can't fix somebody else like uh, like Tom was saying earlier, you just can't you can't do it. <laughs> you can only fix your you, you can people can barely fi fix themselves. You know, let alone trying to fix other. So people. the question is, is how many times how many times does someone have to be smashed before they wake up and say, ah, it's yeah. it's it's hard. It's yeah. hard to watch the people around you. You're right. Faltering and being beaten and sm beaten, being smashed, being wake up mm -hmm. calls. I don't know any, any other way to share it than that. Like, yeah. you know, hard wake up calls. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you just look at them and you just say, wake, wake up, just wake up. Yeah. Get everybody hard. around them and do the intervention. Oh, I... What's mm. up? I see that in the world. You're right. I, I say to myself, there's so much unnecessary suffering. And I just, I try and be a good example, but it's my goodness, when are we going to learn? Yeah. So much of this is avoidable. Yeah. The world situation could improve overnight. So much of it is avoidable. Yeah. 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 If people oh God, would listen simply, to us, uh, bunch of... oh, go ahead. No, the three of us trying to fix the uh, the world. I love it. That's right. We've got <laughs> one the, day we've at got a time, one issue at a time. Yep, one person at a time. <laughs> so yeah, and a lot of and a lot of and a little bit of God thrown in for good measure. <laughs> you know, we, because truly, it's not only in our hands. You know, I I I really, you know, I I can't in all with good consciousness to sit here and go, Oh, it's, it's, it's just humanity. That's going to fix the world. I, I have right. to put God into the equation. It's mm -hmm. like my husband is an ER doctor. And when he goes and, uh, you know, he comes home and tells me all the stories and it's like, how many people did you heal? He'll say to me, no, I'm just a messenger for God. That's mm -hmm. all I am. Yeah. I let God work through me. I let God dress in me. 
And this is, this is something that, you know, we have to understand our egos are so big that they can make us think that we are the ones. Right. Yes. And yes, we are the ones and we have a co-pilot on this planet and we have to make room for that co-pilot. See, now, and, I would, um, I, would uh, I would say not co-pilot, but pilot, because God knows a lot more than I do, and uh, I definitely want to be on his plane, not the other way around. Yeah, and it's so. interesting because my brothers, oh, no, I don't believe in God. I don't believe. I don't believe. I don't believe. Okay, well, is there a different word that you can use? Do you believe in source? Yeah. Do you believe in a creator? Do you believe in a higher power? Do you believe in... in... No. No. I'm, I am the one who is, yeah, that's it. Just me. Some people have good luck. Some people have bad luck. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, as I've told, uh, as I've told my cousin, uh, Rudy, he, uh, um, his brother, um, is the same way. Doesn't uh, doesn't believe in God and and all that, and he got frustrated and like, why can't I, why can't I convince him that there's a God? And I'm like, because you're his brother, you can only plant a seed, um, you know, to to close family. You can't you can't plant the seeds, grow the plants, and and harvest them. Other people will do the other stuff. You can plant some seeds. Other people will plant some seeds too. And then, uh, you know, but somebody else will come along and, uh, and water those seeds and, uh, and fertilize those seeds as messengers from God, you know, as we're trying to get to the point where they, where there is a harvest to be reaped and, uh, um, and they get to that point. You can only do what you can do. And, uh, and if you don't, uh, and if you don't succeed, then, well, it's okay. Then, uh, um. You know, we'll, uh, you'll, you'll do what you can do and somebody else will do what they can do. And, uh, um, and if it's, uh, you know, if God wills it, then, uh, then there will be a harvest. You know, coming out of, um, Israel's, uh, war, we, we are seeing so many miracle stories mm-hmm. that y- you just can't not know. Right. So if you'll allow me, I'll share a funny story that has been going on through on the internet. Um, There were a group of Israeli soldiers in the foxhole and what were they eating was uh, canned tuna. So if anybody knows anything about Israel, it's tuna sucks. It's not like our tuna. (laughs) So it's really yucky. It's an oil. It's smelly. Mm. So what do the soldiers do is typically when they open up a can of tuna, they'll throw in a lit match and the oil will like smoke the tuna, give it a, like they'll cook it, give it a, a better flavor. So they're sitting in the foxhole. They're ripping open the covers and one of the soldiers puts in a light match and the other soldier says, stop it. You can't do that. There's live ammo everywhere. You know, we're going to go up. So the soldier takes the tuna and tosses it. And two seconds later, there's a huge explosion and terrorists come out of a tunnel in the ground with their hands up in the air. (laughs) Sorry. It's just so funny, right? Okay. what are the, what are the chances of that happening? Right. And why was that? Why was that God's intervention? Because, um, they, they were just, these soldiers were sitting in the foxhole. They, the terrorists were going to come out and shoot them and they got yeah. saved. <laughs> so, saved by the exploding tuna. You know, there's two saved by the exploding tuna. <laughs> so, and there are so many so stories like this so many stories of god's god's intervention and and i just i guess it just has to be the right time for people to say my pilot in life is my creator yeah. it has to be the right time and and yeah for sure and with that we've gone oh go ahead tom thank you both. It's an inspiration to know both of you. Let's make the world a better place one day at a time. Thank yes. you, Tom. Thank you, Bill. 
Yeah, thank you, Ann. And uh, yeah, with that, I think uh, I think Tom's given us some pretty good final words. Uh, Ann, you got anything to uh, to add to that? Just be a loving, caring, sharing creator and go out there one person at a time and choose to do good and be good. Be a good role model. Be a teacher. That uh, that sounds good. And uh, yeah, uh, not just a uh, teacher, but uh, but also continue to be a student and uh, um, just uh, make sure you learn from the right teachers. So, uh, um, but yes. uh, yeah, with, uh, with that, uh, um, thank you all for tuning in. I'd like to thank uh, my guests, uh, Anne Shoshana Dechter <laughs> and Tom Palladino. Um, the, you can find their links in the, uh, in the description. So, uh, so they're easy to uh, click over to. Go out and uh, buy yourself some books. And uh, um, remember to wash your hands and stay tuned for the ending credits. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been a presentation of Bald Spots Productions. I'd like to thank our producer, my beloved mother, Eileen Hatch. I, of course, am your humble host. I'd also like to thank my special guests, Tom Palladino, a scalar energy researcher in the vein of Nikola Tesla, and Anne Shoshana Dector, a life purpose and happiness coach, author, and speaker. Support the show if you feel so led over on Patreon.com, we're known as Bald Spots Pro. Don't you dare miss YWL Online. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, and wherever fine podcasts are offered. Be sure to tune in next time when my special guest will be friend of the show, Richard Blank, communication expert, CEO of Costa Rica's call center, and pinball wizard. Be sure to like, comment, and share. You know, subscribe, follow, whatever it is you've got to do to kick that algorithm into gear and help us reach more people. If you or someone you know needs support now, call or text 988 or chat 988lifeline.org. That is the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline here in the United States. 